Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Aubrey Howell, and she is the co-host of another podcast called The Christian and the Atheist Podcast. Aubrey is a welcoming personality that accepts people as they are. She's also a flamboyant and warm-hearted co-host, as I said, of The Christian and Atheist Podcast. She's inspired by the teachings of Jesus Christ and the passion of the future generations. When she's not serving in her church, you can find her planning game nights with close friends and family. Her obsessions include, but aren't limited to, her husband, three kids, hot sauce, and Grey's Anatomy. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Aubrey. Hello, Aubrey. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I am so excited and happy that you're here today. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to see what we can create here today. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm going to just get right into the questions. All right. My number one question I ask everybody, what was your childhood like? It was interesting. Um, there were parts of it that were absolutely fantastic and parts of it that I'm like, ah, that could have been better. So I don't know. I think like a lot of people, there's lots of trials and tribulations that we go through. And I would like to think that like most of mine happened as a child and now I'm like living my best life as an adult. <laughs> that is awesome. What type of, exactly what happened? If you don't mind explaining no, you're a little fine. bit more. So it's kind. it can get to be a long thing. So I'll try to give you the best, like, short, long version. Okay. So I have uh, my parents, my biological parents got divorced. And I have, they have all remarried three times. So not only do I have oh, wow. step parents, current step parents, but I've had step parents before the current step parents. And then all my parents, because I have four, so I have my mom and a stepdad, a dad and a stepmom. All four of them have been married three times. So, wow. no shame, I guess. But with that comes baggage. Yeah. Comes, you know, like, I don't know, baggage. That's the best way I call it. And I think that, I don't know how you guys, how you feel about, like, talking about generational curses and stuff, but that's stuff that they carried and then like for me I've been like well it stops here my husband Mm -hmm. and I have been married now for 
I want to say 13 years. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> but um, so I had step parents, step siblings, ex step siblings, ex step parents, and I had a hard time with my second second my first step mom. Uh, she's very um, all kinds of abusive right. and verbally, physically, and um, and then my second step mom. I mean, better in some ways, and then you know, step moms just there's a lot there. <laughs> I get that, yeah. So I had a hard time with those. My current stepdad is fantastic, not perfect, but great. But yeah, um, it's just when your parents are divorced, there's this negativity that they carry towards each other. Mm-hmm. And you feel that when you're around them. And then you hear negative talk towards each other. Yeah. And they didn't do good with keeping that at bay. I think my mom tried. But when you feel some kind of way about somebody, instead of healing that, they just kind of held on to that. And yeah. it was you hear like, you're going to grow up and be just like your mom and she's trash. You know what I mean? It's like, it's gross. Um, and then as a teenager, <laughs> I was like, I'm uh, diagnosed ADHD as a child. Um, my parents are divorced, so that's going to come with its own, like me being a very combative person. Right. <laughs> like, you guys are nuts and I'm going to be upset because I was a mama's girl and I ended up living with my dad. And that was really hard. And so um, as a teenager, I was kind of a, like, butt heads with everybody kind of kid. And I had many a fights with my dad and my stepmom. I've had my dad in my face yelling vulgarities at me because I'm going to, like, argue with him. And he just did not have the ability to, you know stay calm in certain situations when your child who is a child is acting out. So that was hard. And there there was a lot that came with that. And I have been working very hard on my own healing with mm-hmm. a therapist. So that's been good. But that's kind of I feel like that's that in a nutshell. Okay. And I get that because I know when I was younger my dad just left when I was like ten. Yeah. And yeah. so oh. I yeah, so I didn't have the dynamics of having, like, different step-parents or anything. My mom yeah. just didn't remarry after that. Okay. But even with that being said, you know, it still had, like, its own baggage because I was just like, why won't you get married again? Like, oh, yeah. you know, you know, it just made me think about things like that. Like, why don't you get married again? And then it made me say when I got older, well, you know, if anything like that ever yeah. happened to me, I'm not yeah. going to stay single for life. I'm going to yeah. move forward. Yeah. So, I mean, I think – Whatever you know, I just think that the stuff that happens to us in childhood, it's just things that kind of like you said, mess with us sometimes. It yeah. changes how we think about things and how it, we deal with it relationships is, it and everything. Who you are, it really does, and how you deal with things emotionally, like how you react. Are you married? Yes, I am. Okay. And then, like for me, my husband and I ended up finding ourselves batting heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Is that how you say that? Sometimes yeah. I say things weird. Anyways, where we were like, what the heck is going on and why aren't we getting along? And so then when we went to therapy, we learned that the way that he reacts is something that had to do with his childhood. And the way that I react had a lot to do with my childhood. And I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be here a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Because 
in addition to the, doing a podcast on with the Finding God podcast, I have another one that deals with relationships, and I'm also a relationship coach. And I tell right. people all the time, I'm just like, you would be surprised that the things that our our parents' relationships sometimes end up being our relationships, whether we want it to be or not. Just because yeah. that's the only examples we had oh, yeah. as kids about oh, yeah. how to have relationships. And if we weren't lucky enough to have like healthy relationships modeled for us, then we just take what we have and we try to make it work. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as a child, did you guys go to church? Was God a part of your lives? What was that like? So that's cute. Um, that's a long story too. So my dad and my mom went to a church together when they were married. And it was Trinity Church of the Nazarene. I live in Oklahoma, so it was in Oklahoma City. Okay. And so once they split up, it's my mom kept going there and then um, stopped and started going to a Baptist church. But my dad stopped going all altogether. But I never, I wouldn't say he had like a loss of faith. I feel okay. like he just kind of, you know, some people stop going to church sometimes. Yeah. So, um, but he would have me and my sister because my mom and dad had two kids. Um, and he would have me and my older sister going to the church, that Trinity Church in Oklahoma City. He had us going on Wednesdays because there's okay. children's church. And so I grew up Wednesdays in children's church. And then on <laughs> Sundays, I would go to church every other weekend or go to my mom's every other weekend. So I have a little bit of Baptist background there. Mm-hmm. And then summers I'd spend with my aunt and uncle and they're very Southern Baptist. And I grew up going to church camps with my cousins and doing all kinds of stuff like that. And then I had my Southern Baptist grandma who every time I went to her house, she's like, you're going to give your life up to Christ. And I was like, Grandma, I did this last weekend. <laughs> she, she's just like, you guys are going, you got to not go. To, we can't be like having you guys going to hell. And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> Grandma. That is so hilarious. There was that aspect. So, um, as, and then once I became a teenager and my dad was married to my now stepmom, they, my grand or my stepmom was like, I want to start going to church because she grew up in church. Mm-hmm. And so they started going to a non-denominational church here in Oklahoma. And then my mom ended up switching to a non-denominational church. I don't know if you've ever heard of Life Church. It's very, it's a mega church. Like I think I may have is Pastor. Craig Rochelle. Uh, okay. Okay. So he's the guy that's, I, I say that and some people haven't heard of him and I don't mean to be like, what? Because that's crazy, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's a big deal, but, like, we bingo he was a big deal. And so, anyways, I went, I grew up going to all kinds of different churches, but the one that I call home now is Life Church, and I started going with my mom when I was, like, a like teenager. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, when you were a teenager and you started going to Life Church, what was something about that church that really resonated with you or made you want to go? Because I know when you're a teenager, you can kind of choose whether you want to go or not. So, what made you want to go? The thing about Life Church is I had gone to little hole-in-the-wall churches that had 40 people total. <laughs> and, you know, the pastor's up there, and then he goes to his uh, day job as a farmer kind of thing. And then I've gone to... Uh, pretty good sized churches, but the thing about Live Church that I to this day love is it's not fire and brimstone teaching. Yeah, and it is stuff you can apply to today, 
And the pastor, Pastor Craig, is and has always been one of those that kind of lives a little on the like side of let's make jokes, let's say something, and it might be a little controversial. Someone who who's like, I don't know, feeling some kind of way might write an email saying you shouldn't have said that. And I'm, by that, I mean, it's nothing crazy, but it's like, oh, my gosh, I've never heard a pastor say that. Yeah. So, like, for example, to give you an example so that people don't feel like, what did you mean by that? Is he's like, um, he says this one thing. He goes, talking about drinking and smoking, um, he's like, he says this saying, he's like, hanging out with the boys that smoke and drink too or something like that. It, there's a saying he says, and it's hilarious. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but it cracks me up. He's like, we don't do that. But he makes these jokes that, I, this, that was a terrible example, but something along those lines. Okay. <laughs> but like someone that, I, like I said, I grew up ADHD. He mm-hmm. could hold my attention well. The sir, there, So that you get there, there's a 20 minute worship music, and then you've got a 30 minute sermon. And so it's not too long. (laughs) And so that's nice too. But also they find a way to have you connected to the church. And so we've always been pretty connected. But also like when I was going to college, Mm -hmm. I kind of ended up making some decisions that I didn't feel comfortable. Like I knew better. You know what I mean? You're taught not to do certain things. Yeah. you go to college and you don't have your parents telling you what to do anymore and you, yeah. you kind of go places you shouldn't go anyways so I loved that <laughs> I didn't know anybody at this church that I was going to a lot in uh the town that I was in co- at college because Life Church has multiple campuses so I went and nobody knew me and I could walk in there looking rough like feeling guilty you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, I've been sinning <laughs> I need to go spend time with Jesus in his house even though the house is everywhere but that was just something that I loved was I could walk into this place and I could not talk to anybody I would be greeted but I could not walk in and walk out and be like stealthy because there's so many people but if you want to be connected you can be connected and it's it's like you can't walk in without having a full-on 50 different conversations because you know everybody yeah <laughs> so. But yeah, that's what I liked about that's what I like about Life Church and the church as a whole has really grown with the times as far as just, you know, growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the community continues to grow and it goes through these times where you're like, Holy crap, the people on staff have really messed up that we're on staff. They kind of do a cleanup in a way that it's like they take care of the people that it's negatively affected. They pastor the people that the the people on staff that may have done something wrong, and then they make sure to hire people that they can rely on. So, okay, so it just seems like it's more practical because, like you said, I do know a lot of churches. Like you said, there's this yeah. fire and brimstone. You can't do this, can't do that. Yeah. Everybody's going to hell unless you do yes. this, this, that, or the other. And at like for me, I totally understand where you're coming from because I went to a church like that for a, a long time. But then it got to a point where I'm just like, this is not practical. Like yeah. God can't be this mm-hmm. dogmatic. He can't be this vindictive yeah. and angry. Like God really just can't be like this. And so to know now that, you know, God's not like that. God 
is practical. God is sustainable to talk to him. And sometimes you go to churches where it make you feel like being a Christian is not sustainable because there's no way you can do all this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. you're going to mess something up and then you're just going to like burn in hell because you can't fix it. (laughs) Yeah, so it just seems like that's a church where there's no hope here. (laughs) No, it's true because sometimes it can make you feel that way when you're just like a thousand rules and all these things you have to do instead of realizing, okay, no, it's about getting to know God and having a relationship. Like, just like I would have a friend, God is my friend. So have that type of relationship. There's a relationship there for sure, yeah. That sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. So it's during this time that you kind of realized that it was more about having a relationship with God more so than anything else, right? For sure. I think that we can, as Christians, talk about the religion and the rules that we have to follow and get I think some uh some churches can get wrapped up in that in the religious aspect and they forget about Jesus and adding Jesus into that and the grace yeah and what is my my main purpose in life is what is the point here is the point to tell people how to live or is the point to get them to know Christ yeah because Christ alone is enough, and if we have Christ, we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit then works within us and makes us realize, oh, maybe I should be doing something right. Am I read? Are you reading the Bible? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, there are verses in the Bible that are be like, hey, hold your friends accountable, but I'm like, there are people that I could walk up today, my friends I, that are best friends with me. I can be like, hey, do you, how do you feel about like way your life, your just this decision that you made is going and I can help walk them through getting closer to God if they need that. But if I walked up to a gay couple and said, you're doing this dirt, you're not doing what the Bible says. Am I leading them to Christ? Absolutely not. I'm making them run, run for the hills. They don't feel welcome. So yeah, I think. To me, the relationship aspect is what I want whenever I'm I'm putting quotation marks up evangelizing because I have a hard time with evangelizing out of like fear. People I'm like, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. No, if you want to know Christ, I'm here for that. I'm ready to share. I'm ready to open up the world, like the, your eyes to what Christ's love is and the grace that comes with that. But I'm not here to shove the crazy parts of the Bible down your throat and say things like that's the Holy Spirit's job and have fun with that. You know what I mean? I get that because that's how I am. I'm not one of those pushy Christians or anything. Because like you said, my whole thing is I do think that a lot of times people forget God loves us. And it's about talking about God's love. Like, I could sit here and try to give people a whole bunch of rules, but I know when I've gone back in the Bible and I've actually looked up all the rules that yes. people have given me based yeah. on religion, they weren't actually what the Bible was saying. Like, right. I remember um, people used to always bug me about the clothes that I wore. And I just thought it was insane because I wore the same clothes I wore to work. And I worked right. for the state at the time, and I'm a professional. But they used to always complain about the clothes that I wore. And one person at the church I used to go to, they even went as far as to say, well, the world might think that's okay, but you can't wear that to church. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? That sounds ridiculous because I work in a state office and these are actually work clothes that I wear yeah. that I just wore to church. Like, 
what how are you supposed what are you supposed to wear or whatever so i know one day it is really sad that really that's a long story i'm just not going to go into right now but (laughs) it really got on my nerves so it was that and several other instances that made me just sit down and write down everything that i had ever been taught about religion that i was that i was in at the time and i looked it up and surprisingly enough i found out None of those things what the Bible meant. Even when people want to throw clothes in your face and try to tell women about clothes, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. Now, Paul does talk about his opinion, but I do think that sometimes we read the Bible and we read it with a lens of, okay, so this is what God is saying. Like, the Bible does have what God says, but it also has stories about what happened to other people. And when they were doing the church um, and Acts and everything, Paul was saying about... Paul and the disciples, they all were talking about how they thought the church should be run. But nowhere in any of those chapters does God say, this is how I want things done in church. This is just how they decided they wanted to run things since this was the first time they were structuring the church. So a lot of things that people will try to say that God said, it's like Paul is just saying this, but this is his opinion. And this is based off of what he thinks. This is in no means like something... I'm going to take and be like, thus said the Lord, because he did not say that. <laughs> this is just a story about how this yes. is being set up and structured. And so once I realized that and looked at a lot of things that I've been taught, I'm just like, okay, so yeah, this is not exactly right. And so then I just kind of left that religion alone and started working and developing my relationship with God even further because I'm just like, okay, so God is not the scary person who's waiting to put me in hell. And I remember... Um, one time I was having devotion with my kids and I was talking about something and my daughter actually said, mom, I don't know if I like God. And I was like, why? What do you mean? She's like, he sounds so vindictive and petty. And I was like, huh? How? What are you talking about? And then I had to stop because I'm just like, you know what? This is how I'm portraying him. She's just going by what I'm telling her. Yeah. So if she thinks God is petty, then clearly that must be this. the way I am portraying him. And it made yes. me think about how I thought about him. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, wow, I need to look at this. And that that actually started my whole thing of like writing down everything that I was taught versus what I'm finding in the Bible. Right. And it was totally different. Like, And then like the way that the Holy Spirit works within us to speak truth and yeah. like one like you better check yourself here mm-hmm. but those crack me up whenever like for me the holy spirit is like not this like super serious like i mean holy spirit can be but like the holy spirit to me can be like girl what you doing I'm like mind your business <laughs> i don't want to be checked right now okay yeah. i don't want to be you know there's a person that likes to test my my faith, meaning mm-hmm. I don't really like them very much. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, give me like grace to not feel some kind of way because they've done someone I love wrong. And so right. it's like, that's the part that cracks me up when Holy the Holy Spirit's like, hey, that's not God's love. And I'm like, crap. And then there's like, way to go, girl. You're doing it. You're doing God's work. Way to preach the my, uh, the word to the people that it's like in a way that people can understand because we've got to get creative. There mm-hmm. are people that need to be reached. And the Absolutely. way that things have been going, they're not getting reached properly. They're getting like taught to run 
because I if mm-hmm. I had heard uh, some of the things that I've heard people say, because on my podcast with my co-host, yeah. we have a lot of people who have like church trauma from church. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so like, I'm like, if someone would have said that to me, I would have ran quickly to him and been like, God's not real. And I know saying that a lot freaks me out, but like, I don't ever feel negative towards people that have completely disregarded God because if you hear their story as to why mm-hmm. it's because somebody done effed it up <laughs> and like, I'm not surprised so no that is so true but yeah no, I totally understand because I have heard and seen a lot of things and I always tell people I don't think that the people have a problem with God they may project their feelings on God because that's what they know but they have a problem with Christians they have a problem with us we're the problem God is not I mean somebody somebody's multiple people have done them wrong and Mm -hmm. in the name of God and Jesus and it's like I can't I can't live on this planet in this day and age and continue the the problem like cause these problems and I probably have been part of the problem before and so I'm unlearning a lot of toxic like religion. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm like one of the funny things and I hope it's okay to say this. I might freak some of your people out. Um I'm more of a progressive Christian where like the Bible says certain things and I'll read it and I will I love the Bible and I also have mm-hmm. lots of issues with the Bible. So I apologize if that's offensive, but do know me and God are close and I am a Christian. Um but I can't stand some of the things that the Bible says towards certain people. It's like, it's messy. Mm -hmm. And to me, like the bigger picture here is like we have talked about already is helping people grow the relationship with God and Christ and Holy, the Holy spirit and allowing that Holy Trinity to come together and work within us to live the the life that we were meant to live. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so not for sure where I was going with that, but I think I got it out. Yeah, and I think I understand what you're trying yeah. to say because yeah. I know people may freak out because I know when yeah. people think about the Bible, they think of, okay, this is the Bible, this it's God's it. holy yeah. word. Like, I do think the Bible is God's holy word, but I think we have to recognize that people There's... have rewritten the Bible. Like, during the yes, time interpretation, when... like, yeah, yeah the, the inter- it's, it's not, this is not straight, like, the first writings there's this exactly. i'm not looking at i can't read greek i can't read hebrew so these people have fixed it to where we can read it and i'm so thankful um but i'm also like and some of it is straight from the hebrew language switched mm-hmm. over and this is what it is and for me to continue to be a christian i have to realize that one is in a different era two it like it just it's God's word and I'm here to interpret it how it works and I'm also here to spread the love of God yeah and sometimes the Bible has stuff in it that's not spreading the word of God and I'm not gonna highlight that and be like look at this (laughs) you know no I get that and I also think that you know a lot of like you said the, the Bible has been rewritten but I also think like especially when kings have issued the Bible to be rewritten and everything I think that it was more for a power play on their part. So, of course, they added things to help them and their kingdom and their position. And so that is how I view it. I view it as God's holy word, but it has been written. And it has, I think a lot of things have been um, 
changed to an extent with the different people and their motives yeah. for writing it. But for the most part, I do think yeah. this is exactly what God, you know, there it's are things great. that yeah. God's telling you to do. It's great. Yeah. And that, but what I, I don't know if I'm going to say this. There's <laughs> one problem and I want to just point out for people to be like, Hmm, you're right. Or hmm, I don't agree. And that's okay. Um, did you realize that there is not one single female perspective? It's all written in male perspective. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the books that y'all didn't put in here? Because <laughs> I know God is like equal opportunity employer. Where are they at? <laughs> so, anyways, I think it's funny to think about those things. Yeah, and I think we have to think about these things. We really because do. Yeah. That way we can be more open-minded. We can have a yes. better understanding about what yeah. we're reading and what we're telling people. And I think it's okay to ask questions. And I something that I have been doing in the past three years have been really evaluating things in a way that I never had before. And I, I could attribute it to my co-host, who's an atheist. She's ex-Mormon. Mm -hmm. And I can attribute it to a bunch of things. The way God works is amazing, but she's part of it. And so... She just kind of brings up things and I'm like, oh crap, why is it like that? So yeah. I think one thing when you are doing that, because it's scary as can be, is to know that it's okay and you can do it with God right next to you the mm -hmm. whole way through and God's not going to be mad. And I'm like, some days I'm like, this is crazy. We're in a simulation. This is like, <laughs> this world is not real. It's a computer. I don't know. <laughs> And other days I'm like, no, this is real life. Like, you know what I mean? Like every day is a, a new journey for me on like how I see things. But I do say, I will say I'm Christ centered. Like God's there with me. But like when you do go down that rabbit hole, cause you know, living, growing up, hearing traditional teachings, the fire and brimstone, like my grandma like scared me to death. And then my little sister, she too like went through she has a different dad than i do but she went through mm -hmm. having to live with my grandma for well stay with my grandma for weeks on end whereas i didn't have to right and so the things that my grandma taught her about god really messed with my sister and so she's like sees god differently than i do and sometimes i'm it i could say it's i would say the past me felt really sad about it because mm -hmm. i'm like that's not the christian god that we're told is the only god that's the one you know what i mean but yeah. i think in the end god works everything out like god loves my sister i'm not worried about her salvation i know that she is okay yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. but it's like it sucks when people kind of mess that up yeah because of the way that the traditional teaching can be that is true so with that being said I have six minutes left, so let okay. me ask you a question. Yeah. What would what advice would you give somebody who is actively and actually looking for God? Oh, I would say there's many ways to do this. Um, you can find community and people that are like-minded like you because there are different types of churches out there. Yeah. Find the one that works for you that you find community in. And also find quiet space. My favorite place to have experiences with God, oh my gosh, is always outside. Going on a hike by yourself with your family. Go to like a place where there's a large body of water, a stream, a waterfall, whatever. Just a quiet place where you can go. And you can talk to God, have a full-on conversation. It's not audible. It's very much a spiritual situation. And you'll know when, when it's happening. And sometimes there's nothing there. And that's okay. But... I think making an active 
um, pursuit towards God and God will show you who God is. Like, and that to me is the coolest. Like, that's what, like, God is uh, the God of wonders. You can go and walk somewhere and it's like, no deer have ever been seen here and a deer will walk right in front of you and you'll be like, what the heck? <laughs> the middle of the day and you're not even scaring it off and it's just a really spiritual moment. I think God is in nature and that's where I find God a lot in. And so I think that is, if you're searching for God, it's in community. Sometimes churches get it wrong, but do know that God is in it, like in the good parts and the bad, but the bad is usually like, there's a reason why it's usually human error. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if that was good. No, that was awesome. I actually love that answer. So thank you so much, Avi, for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's the Christian and the Atheist podcast. I absolutely love this interview because I love how Aubrey was able to talk about so many different issues, especially how she was able to talk about how toxic church and religion could be. But we also had a chance to talk about how it's okay to question God and dissect what you believe while you are developing a close relationship with God. So if you are finding yourself asking God or yourself these questions or finding yourself unhappy with some of the things that you were taught as a child, just know it is okay and that there is nothing wrong with asking God questions about what you believe. The song that we are going to listen to this week is from our artist of the week, Rush, and we are going to listen to his single, Unconditional, featuring Derek Minor. Baby, there's nothing in life I wouldn't 
podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find god if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i would also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show If you would like to get in contact with Aubrey, Rush, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.